So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored? Shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW2. It's the black YouTube. Why, you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just got to move accordingly, smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them purge people a 10-second snippet, a 15-second snippet, and make them come to OTW Tube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. Because only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTW Tube is where it's at. People used to say you black and watch your mouth. We ain't listen, nah, not for the clout. Original man, all I'm watching is y'all. Crazy how addicted I used to be at the mall. Spending all this hard earned dough, but never bought. In the game of life, was more of a curtain call. Smiling in your face, can't tell I was hurt at all. My little Asian love would go and run me to raw. Brought it to the crib and let me borrow the car. Gotta be fly, you gon' catch the people I Can't recognize the real when you always taught a lie. Can't remember a day when my mama wasn't hurting. Daddy wasn't brave and my niggas wasn't cursing. We was just some slaves and amazed with our burdens. Trying to find our way through this pain we immersed in. Raised by a gay shit, the sage wasn't working. Remember when they say we was three-fifths a person. But if we came first, how the fuck do that work? I know these people never like to tell the truth because it hurt. What's up, y'all? What's up? As you know, this is the real Remy Red, and you are watching Black Voices Uncensored on the Wake Up Radio. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and taking the time to spend this time with me. Also, as always, we got to shout out to Queen Sydney for giving us this opportunity, this platform, and this chance to do what? Have our voices heard. Have a chance to control the narrative. You know what? I want to thank you, especially... Because y'all know I'm traveling. Last week was in North Carolina on the train coming to New York. This week, you got me and my humble abode in my mother's house. That's why you see that nice little peach color behind me in the wooden New York doors, you know. Um, but I thank you for rocking with me. From east to west, we're going to be traveling all over the country, doing things, shooting things, you know, controlling our narrative. Meeting the people, interviewing the people, and bringing stories that you may not see on mainstream media. Different opportunities that you can have to hear stories from our communities that are not being told. You know, as we know right now, especially in this system, they like to create a soft picture of who our police are, how our system is run, and how justice in this country is played out. But with our phones, with technology, with social media apps, we have been able to see the reality is not as peachy as they'd like us to believe. We've had an opportunity to see the real thing that's happening behind doors, the inhumane way our people are being treated, the lack of care for people who suffer from mental health and drug issues. We already know, if unless you're under a rock, that in this country, 70% of the people, if not 80% of the people incarcerated are in there for crimes that could have been helped if they were given medical help. They need doctors, not prison. Mistakes were made. But many times when the, the complexion is looked like us, the melanin is too rich. They take the time to continue slavery by keeping us locked up. The only way that will change 
is if we bring these stories to light so you know the inhumane way our people are being treated. It is the only way it's going to change is till we as a people start holding the system accountable for what it's doing to our people. A lot of time they have this saying, it's out of sight, out of mind. If you yourself are not going through it, then you don't see how important it is. If you yourself are not going through it, you don't see the need it we have for our people to come together. And the sad reality, the thing that I hate hearing the most is, I didn't think this would happen to me. I hate when our people don't take the time to think that the brother and sister, whether they may not have direct bloodlines to you, that we are all one family. And that if they can do it to that person, they can do it to you. And mental health in this country is not handled the right way. Our prison system is disgusting. <clears throat> I saw a meme that spoke measures to me. It said, right now, all of us are learning how detrimental um, quarantining was, how hard it was on the mind, body, and soul of our children and each and every one of us to be isolated in our apartments and not having human touch, not being able to go out to the world. They were talking about how mental health and depression has affected people. Now think about that. That's exactly what our prisoners are going through. That's exactly what people, even some who are innocent, are going through being locked up in prison. So when do we start thinking about how we treat them because they made a mistake? Yes, granted, there are murderers out there. There are people who have done inhumane things. But the problem I have is that the majority of the people who are locked up are not those people. They're poor people. They're people that can't afford to fight the system so the system takes advantage of them. There are people that if they had the money behind their name, these charges would have never been written up. They wouldn't be in prison right now. And that is a reality we have to speak on. That is a reality we have to admit. That television shows is why you see me talk about controlling the narrative. They have NYPD, Chicago NYPD, Blue something, Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, The Shield, um, you name it. They keep pushing these TV shows on us to justify the inhumane way that police police our communities. We are thugs, a.k.a. niggas, and they are the good guys who have to do something bad to do something good. But yet, when the hands and in the, in the situation is flipped, we go for, to prison for the things that you have given them quantified immunity to do to the people that you say they're supposed to serve and protect. How can that be justified? Because we do not hold them accountable for what they're doing. We don't go out and vote. We don't go out and speak up. And worst of all, we're not, let me not say that. How do I say this politically correct? If their children and their families had to feel the pain of losing somebody the way we had to, I think they would be more willing to understand what they are doing to our people. Read between the lines. Families are being destroyed. And many of them, them are melanin people. People that look like me and you. So while you think 
oh, you're different from this person, or this is not me. This is that person shouldn't have done what they did, and it wouldn't have happened to them. It can happen to you. We've seen enough videos where we've done everything right and still got a bullet, got a beaten, and been put under the jail for nothing. Think about that. Wake up to that reality. The days of saying, oh, he probably asked for it or he shouldn't have did this are over. We see with our own eyes the inhumane and the lack of judgment to de-escalate a situation that the police have when it comes to our people. How anybody who looks like me can trust that system off of the education that you should have if you choose to, I will never understand. I'm at the point where I would rather you leave it for us in the community to take care of. A brother steals a t-shirt, a car, an apple. He going to jail for 30 years and a cop can murder me in the street in broad daylight on camera and he goes home to his family, does a GoFundMe, gets millions of dollars. Explain that to me. Justify that to me. I don't want to scream and I don't want to yell too much, but I'm passionate about what I'm saying. And I need you to hear me without me raising my voice. A lot of people always talk about that it's right and wrong. And that if you just do right, it wouldn't happen to you. But we know that's a lie. We know that no matter how right we are, we still go to prison. And there are black men, black women, black boys, and black little girls that years after their lives have been stolen from them, we find out that the systems and its white supremacist ways and its racist individuals lied, cheat, and stole their life from them. I don't want you to tell me when I'm 40 that you made a mistake when I was 80, 18, and that I lost all those years of my life because somebody messed up a DNA or didn't do the right research. I want my life now. I don't, I'm not the big church person that's waiting to go to heaven to get my, my gates. I want it now. So one of my guests I'm gonna have on is gonna tell you a profound story of what I'm talking about, real life to what I'm telling you is going on. So you can hear in a mother's voice what happens when you lie and when you take somebody from their family. It has real life effect, not just on the person, but every person that loves that person. That's why we have so much PTSD in our community. I'm gonna go to commercial and when we come back, she's gonna share her story with us.
Hey, hey, hey. I want to bring in um, our guest now. Hello, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Due to the fact that I know how serious the situation is, I want to ask you, do you want to share your name with the audience or do you just want to tell your story? I'll just tell my story. Okay, I understand that, ma'am. I definitely do. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to give you the floor. Please tell me your story. Okay. Um, my grandson, who suffers from mental health issues, was charged with a robbery. He uh, was in a Chinese store um, getting food and got into it with, um, I guess, one of the workers in the Chinese store. The man attempted to hit my grandson, and my grandson hit him back. And he was charged with um, trying to rob the man with no money or anything was taken. Um, my grandson has a history of mental health issues where he has to take medication. And um, they uh, charged my grandson with robbery. Uh, my daughter is uh, in uh, law enforcement and uh, they tried to take back, uh, they're trying to take back the plea. But currently he's in jail which he shouldn't even be there because of his mental health issues. And um, we're just not getting justice for him. Now, may I ask you a couple of questions, ma'am? Yes, you may. What city is this? This is Middlesex County in New Jersey. So Middlesex County in New Jersey. And I know you sent me a link earlier. Do you mind if I put up the GoFundMe link that you sent me? That's fine. Guys, can you put that up for me? And how old is your grandson? 20. 20 year old, 20 years young. Yes. And not that it matters, but does he have a criminal record? Juvenile. Juvenile. So as a child, he made a couple mistakes. Yes. So now as an adult, they want to ruin his adult life as well. Exactly. No, 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 no second chance and no money was stolen. Yet they're giving him a robbery charge. Right. For defending himself. For defending himself. Which is why I tell every person that we need to film every interaction because when it's our word against theirs, they will always see us as a criminal. Exactly. I know this may be hard for you, but can you tell me how you feel? Like, I know you're not the one locked up physically, but mentally, what is this doing to you? It's um it's really uh stressful on me. Um I'm a retired correction officer by the way. Yes, and so I know what, I know what goes on in the prison system. I know about the injustice. I know that everybody in jail is not guilty. That maybe they couldn't afford a dream team or how the system is swayed, you know, black robes and white justice. It is it's stressful on me. It's very stressful on me because I know that my grandson has mental health issues he's not getting the help that he needs he's on daily medications and he shouldn't be there what ma'am yes okay now i know people will say you'll say that because you're his grandmother but you also said you worked in the system before exactly so you're not just speaking as a family member you're speaking as somebody with first-hand experience and how this system can fail our people. Exactly. I just wanted to make sure that was clear so that no one says anything about, oh, it's because she loves him, it's her family. 
just like everybody else, you know, right is right and wrong is wrong. Bottom line, right. And this is wrong. It's one hundred percent wrong. And I and I'm and I'm sorry. And how is your daughter doing? My daughter, um, you know, she's surviving. She has another child, uh, a younger child, eight year old that she's, uh, you know, trying to raise. But it's stressful on her also because you know you in, in a position where you can't help your family member. It's basically out of your control. That's so crazy. And now my my question is. What did they say to you about the fact that he's a documented, it's documented that he has mental health issues? They don't care. So no, 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 not even an idea of saying, let's send him to a hospital. Like they send a lot of these. No, no, don't look like not at all. Not at all. They don't even want that to come into play with his case. Exactly. Oh, so they're actually withholding that part of the information to get a full scape. Exactly. So they can treat him like anybody else. So how can you call that justice, people? Think about that. How can you call that justice if you won't even let me show you who I really am as a person and you're giving people just a half of a vision of who I am to judge me? Exactly. They love to say, we're going to have you judged by your peers. But how can my peers judge me if they don't know that I'm sick? They love to say that, especially when people who don't look like us are racist. Oh, they were sick or they made a mistake. Just recently, there was a um, a guy, an, an announcer, right. who called some black young girls who took it during a basketball game the N-word, mm-hmm. right? Right. He blamed it on his blood sugar being low. Yeah, I'm aware. That, that, that's a justification for them. Right. But your, your, your grandson has a history of mental health issues a history of knowing that he needs help, a history of knowing that if you attack him, he may feel threatened and need to defend himself. Exactly. Exactly. He doesn't just go around attacking people. He would only react to what was done to him. That's it. And And none of that was put into account. Am I correct? None of it. You're correct. And this is New Jersey, right? Yes. Middlesex County, New Jersey, a very racist uh, <laughs> town. So the town itself has a history of racism as well. Yes, they do. My question is, have you guys thought about going federal? Um, Getting them to it? That's why my daughter is um, doing the GoFundMe. Copy. Um, to, yeah, so that um, we can try to. And what is his name? Najee Davis. Najee Davis and the GoFundMe link is right here, you guys, and they need your support. They'll take anything that you can. Now the and I and I and I'm not. I mean, no disrespect. What I'm about to ask you, but what will the money be going to if you don't mind me asking? The the money will be going for his attorney uh, fees. Wait a minute. So is he working with a public defender right now? Yes, ma'am. Let me tell you. Yes. I'm going to tell you a quick, quick story. I lived in Louisiana, went to a black college. Okay. I had a young lady whose boyfriend was beating her up. She stayed at my house. Long story short, the boyfriend came looking for her, pulled a gun on me. I defended myself, but made the mistake that when the police showed up, I had the gun in my hand. Not pointed at him, just in my hand. Right. I lost two years of my life as we went back and forth to trial. Because my public defender kept telling me 
to take their their pleas, go to jail. You know you did it. No matter how many times I told this man there's evidence I didn't do it out there, please do your due diligence and help me. I believe with everything in my power that 99% of those public defenders work for the system and 1% is overwhelmed and underpaid. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That man let me go in there and do lose two years of my life, almost get kicked out of get kicked out of college, just for this young lady to go on stage, on stage is what I call it, and admit right. the gun was never mine. That's what they Neither do. Him, the judge, the police, nobody ever apologized to me. That's what so they when do. I, when I hear your, your grandson has a public defender, I understand why you want to get a GoFundMe and get the help for him. Because he can't right. do justice with them. No, we won't. We won't. Now, may I ask you, how long has he been locked up so far? Um, Two years. Wow. You have been fighting this battle for two long years. How's he doing inside? Um, He's stressing and having problems. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Yes, this is his mother for a second. The public defender had forced him to take the plea. So that's why he wound up taking the plea that he took. It's all they gave him an outside counsel. When my sister filed a lawsuit, that's when they switched the um, public defender. And your sister's lawsuit has to do with him. Why? Because they, um, she works for the county of Middlesex County. And when it's, um, she's a probation officer, it's a conflict of interest. They were supposed to move him out the county. Clearly. They, yes. And they refused to move him out the county. So when it's their people, it's okay and it's fitting. Like what happened with Ahmaud Arbery, they can keep it in the county and help each other out and do what's good. But when it's our people, they want to use it against us that we are in the position that can help our people. Am yeah. I reading that correctly? Yes, I believe they're retaliating against him also because she got a lawsuit against them. So being that he's in a county, that's her nephew. So they're trying to, you know... Make it work. So wait, so because they did something wrong to her and she's getting justice, they are going after her, her your your son for that. Yes. So this is not about justice. This is not about right, right or wrong. This is about you don't have the power or the right to want to think that you can come after us. Yes. And a yes. young boy is sitting in jail going through trauma because they want to prove a point. Exactly. Yet they tell us all we have to do is do right and our life will be okay. But yet even when we do right and want justice in the same way that they ask for it, this is how they go about it. Exactly. That sounds more like bullies and gang members to me. Exactly. So, man, I'm so sorry. That's a Thank lot follow i apologize thank you and how are you doing um, i'm fine it's hard but i'm you know i'm just making it and just so people could understand why you're doing this gofundme i've been locked up can you explain to them how much of a financial strain this can be on you as a mother well, you know, it's it's a lot of money for the attorney, and I have, um, you know, I have an eight-year-old that I still have to attend to, a single mother with another child, and dealing with a child with mental illness is hard. So she's not only asking for help 
to help her son who's locked up. She's asking for help to help her child who's still out here and has a chance to get help too. Do you see the effect of the lies that it has on a whole family? It's not just about people asking for money. That we like to make this perception that, oh, they just want to get, nobody wants to get rich. We just want to survive. This mother, this grandmother, this family just wants to survive. Yes, she and I'm trying to, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead, ma'am. Go ahead. I'm trying to get like guardianship for him now, being that he has mental health issues. They kept telling me when I kept telling him not to take the plea. I'm like, my son has mental health issues. And he didn't, you know, listen because of his situation. So the reason why I'm trying to get guardianship so he I can make the decisions for right. him. Right. So that's why I'm, you know, like, trying to get the attorney. Because they do that. I'm telling you. And a lot of people got to see that in the film, um, uh, the young boys who got arrested, Central Park Five, the Central Park Five. We got to see the manipulation the police will do in a room when somebody doesn't understand what they're doing to them. They cannot be trusted. And his mother wants to protect him. And they're going to fight that to the T because they know that. Please say his name again and let people know how they can find you guys and donate to you. Uh, Najee Davis. And what's I'm sorry. Najee no. Davis. And just his name will help you find him? Yes. If you go to the page, the link that I sent. Yes, ma'am. Najee Davis. Yes. Okay. And anybody else that hits me who watches this show, or you'll see it on my, I'm going to also do, hopefully I can get his mother and his family to come back again. I'll have this on my IG, The Real Remy Red 2. I'll also have it on um, uh, We Control the Narrative and Black Voices Uncensored. So please, if you can support this family, if you can help this family, I, I hate to say it like this, but y'all know me, I keep it real. Y'all spend $5 easy walking out the house. Some of y'all to buy blunts, some of y'all to buy junk food. If we all give a dollar, not even five, if we, if, if every one of us gave a dollar, she could afford the, the, to fight this the way she needs to. I'm asking you to give you five. Take five dollars out of your pocket. I'm not asking for 20 or 100. I'm saying you, your friend, and the person next to you can give five dollars. Can help this family. Thank you I, so much. No, I mean, I'm going to donate to this after the show. Um, I'm just not one of those people who like show off that I'm doing it, but I'm telling you I am. I'm going to also ask for you to come back. We can't okay. let you forget. Out of sight is out of mind. Okay, no um, problem. Okay. And I would definitely love to post this on my page and have you go live with me on my Instagram as well and hope that it will get more people who who who, have, who are like-minded as me, you know? Yes. No um, my blessings are with you. I've been there, so I, I will definitely keep you in my mind and in my soul and talk to as many people as I can. You guys have my number now, so keep in touch with me. Okay. And um, appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you something, if you don't mind. What would you say to another mother or even another parent who thinks that this couldn't be them? This would never happen to my child. Well, it. Um, well, this is his grandmother. I, I, I'll speak to other mothers and grandparents. Yes, ma'am. Uh, that think this couldn't happen. This is America. This is the system that people of color live under every day. Just because you don't know someone's actual story, there are 
hundreds, thousands of cases of people dealing with injustices that don't have platforms to go out to and reach out to. And it's my grandson now, but it might be your loved one tomorrow. It happens every single day. And let me ask you a real question. Did you think this would happen to you? No. And that's how real it is. And that's how quickly it can become a reality. Instantly. Ladies, thank you very much, both of you. And I am so sorry. But I thank you for having the strength to share your story. And I beg you to continue having that strength to not stop speaking and not stop fighting for what actually is right against what's actually wrong. Thank you very much. You guys have a beautiful day. Let's you run too. commercial and get ready for our next interview, guys. Yeah, I tell lies that I never find. Never saw myself on the other side. I was the truest one to you, never lied. Thought my heart was the only one to find I trusted you with everything I had You threw the shit away like it was yesterday's trash And now I feel revived like you're feeling me I'm on my shit and you're calling me But no love received So, as you can see We need our own platform We need our own way to speak to our people we need our own Sydneys. We need our own narrative to be controlled. Because as you heard the truth from those ladies before, you won't hear these stories because many of our people do not have a place to go through. And the reality is as long as those TV shows are there, as long as those opportunities to demonize our people, to, to make us be unhumane, to make us look like gangsters, story, excuse me, I apologize, Stories like this are believed without knowing the evidence, without knowing the backstory. That's why so many times they see us and we see ourselves. White supremacy is not just about a race of people. It's a mindset. It is a mindset that many of our own people carry. That when we see our own people, we automatically assume that person is a this or a that. It's why you have so many doctors, nurses, and lawyers wearing hoodies to let you know the same person saving your life wears a hoodie and it does not mean I deserve to die. It does not mean I don't get the right to defend myself. The brother we're gonna have next is just like Sydney, it's the queen and king of this world that I'm, I'm getting an opportunity to be a part of. He's allowing faces like mine to have a platform to share our content. So I need you to understand that when they say we don't have, we have. We just have to be willing to support it. Guys, can I bring my guests in right now? Hello, King. How you doing? Peace, man. This is Lord Jamel. Jamel Wade. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for introducing yourself. I need you to, under to explain to these people about your platform, but not just about your platform, why it's so important to us. All right, guys, I'm going to keep talking while he comes back and explain who Jamil is. Jamil has a platform where it's a streaming source. 
It's a competitor to things like Netflix, Hulu, where you can watch content that would make you have black representation. Not just our representation. He has great content, but it's an opportunity to support somebody that's not going to censor a reality that is ours, where your kids can see a show or see content that makes them feel like, oh, that could be me. Where it's not just about drugs and sex and throwing bottles. Y'all know what shows I'm talking about. But where we can go backwards in time to when we watch shows that made us want to go to HBCUs. That made us want to love the people who look like us. That made us understand why our black family was important and how strong we was, even if we didn't have much. You know, let's see if my brother got back on. And if he didn't, we're going to go to another interview that we got pre-recorded. I want to big up Sydney again. Thank you. On the Wake Up Radio is a platform for all of us. There'll be no black voices uncensored without On the Wake Up Radio. There'll be no black voices uncensored without Sydney. I thank her for giving me a voice. It takes a village is an understatement when it comes to this queen. So. Put your money where your mouth is, please. If you can, a dollar, two dollars, you know what it is. David, Gentlemen, if you can't get the oh, there we go. All good things come to those who wait. That's right. Yes, sir. How's it going, everyone? Yeah, Jamel Wade. And the brother is absolutely right, man. You know, we do need a platform in order to be able to express our voices, man. Because the narrative of who we are is being controlled by someone else. And as long as someone else controls the images we see of ourselves, then we can't bitch, moan, fuss, or complain about what happens to us because they're going to continue to have the same thing go on time and time again, and there's going to be no changes. It's okay for us to come out here and talk about and reiterate the problem over and over again. This is what's going on. This is what's going on. But until we have some viable solutions, man, it's all just talk. You know what I mean? The problem is that we do not stick together as a people. We do not support each other. And until those things change, then the, the situation is just going to continue. That's how you justify what's going on. I implore everybody to go out and buy this book called The Jewish Phenomenon, how they talk about how when money comes into their neighborhood, it um in the Jewish neighborhood, you know, it circulates 10 times before it leaves. And how when money comes into our neighborhood, before we even see it, they take they take it. You know, so what happens is because we don't stick together, we don't have that kind of a platform that allows us to be able to support things that happen in, in our communities. Like, you know, what happened to the sister or what happened to her grandson? You know what I mean? That would never happen in the Jewish community because since the Jewish dollar remains in the Jewish community, they have a mass economic power that allows them to be able to control their, their community not just political power or just numbers. So once you have that kind of thing go on, then you have the ability to be able to make changes to what happens to you. So we have to be able to control our own destiny. We have to be able to control our own communities. We have to be in charge of what happens to ourselves. So this is one of the reasons why I went out there and I, um, I bought a TV station. So Seven On Demand is a Black-owned, Black-operated TV station that allows us to be able to talk about whatever's going on with us, to be able to put our real face forward, you know, because as long as, like, they're promoting, you know, um, sexual 
orientation and criminals and women is bitches and hoes and it and shooting each other you know is cool as long as they're promoting that we are visual people we're gonna do what it is that we see so if these are the images that we see these are the things that we're gonna do because we are the best at whatever it is we see and our our contemporaries our enemies they know that they know that if they show us these images we're going to do these things so this is all by design you think it's an accident that I have three college degrees and no one never showed me how to balance a checkbook. Nobody never showed me how to start a business. Nobody never showed me how to buy a house. Nobody never showed me how to pay my taxes. You think that's an accident? Because those things are not the things that they teach us. We go from to school from first grade to 12th and the only thing we lack is knowledge itself. They're not going to teach us how to be able to go into business for ourselves or buy property or take over our community. What they're going to teach us is how to work for them. Right. And as long as we work for them, as long as we're subject to whatever they give us, then these are the conditions that it creates. Period. Facts. Facts. That's how they control us, because then they, they you need the necessity to have your, your your. Oh, there goes the book you was talking about. That's the book you were talking about. The Jewish phenomenon. That's correct. Make sure y'all check that book out. Those are good reading. He said to look it up. I would look it up and learn because this is what we need to do. I always tell people you got to know your enemy. You can't sit down and tell me you hate somebody, but you know nothing about them. Let me tell you what they tell you in the Jewish phenomenon. Let me just give you a, a quick break breakdown of what why I found the book so interesting. Go ahead. They said that when when we go to when we tell our children to go to school, we say go to school, get good grades. When you get out of school, you know, um, go to take a loan, go to college. You know what I mean. And when you get out of college, get a job and repay your loans, right? For the, for me, and I did that. I did that. All right. I wound up paying my loans off when I was 42 years old. Okay. But what they teach their children in their community is go to school, get good grades. Right. But when you get out of school, come and work for the family business. Right. Until you make enough money to pay for school and then pay for school and start your own business. So what they're telling us is that, you know, what the the system employs for us is to you know go to school and then go to work you know what i mean in opposed to being able to start our own business in opposed to like you know being able to know what it is that we want to do and have practical experience in it before we apply for college i went to school for liberal arts i went to school for physics and engineering i don't do none of those things right Right. So in other words, all that money that me and my parents and the that I borrowed from the government and everything else, all that money didn't really go to waste because uh, college is a great experience. Right. But right. it's not the thing that's that's making me money now. Money right. is not meant to be spent. Money is not meant to be saved. Money is meant to make more money to invest to make more money. So if you spend in college kind of tuition and it's not making money for you, that is a waste of money, even though college is not a waste. Can you follow me, people? No, I mean, I, I, I'm following for sure. Right. So what we do is we offer a, a mentor program, right, that allows us to be able to take people from our community that are interested in what we do and come and work for us for a month for the summer, you know what I mean? Sometimes we pay them, sometimes we don't. It depends on the business, right? And That's they part. get practical experience before they're 18. Right. So they know what it is that they want. So when they go to school, they're not just learning general knowledge. They're learning specific knowledge. 
you know, there's two kinds of knowledge, general knowledge and specific knowledge. General knowledge is like a rabbit runs 35 miles an hour and a cheetah 70. Yeah, but that's not going to do nothing for you, right? Specific knowledge is how to build a car. If you know how to build a car, nobody can ever take that from you. And it's going to be a viable means for you to be able to teach your children to continue in what you're doing and for you to be able to make a living for yourself. Well, what they're teaching us is a lot of general knowledge and no specific knowledge in order for us to be able to come up as an individual or as a people. Nah, you're right. And that's that's how they keep you in control. They keep you in control because they don't want allow you to think outside the box. Anytime you do, you become a problem in child or they fill you with drugs like ADHD drugs telling you to calm down. You're doing too much. Yeah, I really came on here, man. I've been traveling, too. I'm just like you, man. I just came back from Tennessee. I was in Memphis and Nashville in North Carolina and South Carolina. You know, and I just got back home to like right outside of Washington, D.C., uh, I got in this morning, you know, but when the opportunity came for me to talk to you and to talk to the people, I'm like, never, ever miss an opportunity. I don't care what it is. It don't matter how tired you are. It don't matter what you're going through. Never miss an opportunity because opportunities are one of the few things that we don't create. That part. Well, let's get some direct questions for about your, about the, the television. Okay. Many, go ahead. Go ahead. No, tell me. How many, uh, how many, where can they find you, the, the platform first? The number seven, the letters OD.net. So just go to 7OD.net, right? And uh -huh. um, you'll be able to watch our television platform for free. It don't cost nothing. You know what I mean? You could just turn it on, on any, any device that can reach the internet and watch it for free. However, we okay. do okay. have, we do have a streaming channel on the Roku network. So scroll down, scroll uh, up to the black area. Okay, right there. That is our, that, that's our TV. In fact, that's a movie that I did back in 2014 called Drug Affected right now that's playing, oh. right? So it has, you know, our own content, you know, black content, black owned, black operated, not just blacks, but you know, everybody in the world, in, folks, including, you know, yeah. A, a couple of polka dots or something else, you know, but, you know. Flipping it's, the script. It's, what they do to us, we're doing to them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and um, so that's one way to be able to watch it, to just go online and watch it, right? But you can also get a Roku device. And for anybody who has a Roku device, I implore you to, to go on your channel search and put in seven on demand. Because what it'll allow you to do is it'll allow you to be able to watch what you want to watch when you want to watch it. So it's like Netflix. You can watch whatever it is you want to watch. You can rewind, fast forward, go back and forth. We add about 30 new television shows or videos uh, every month, right? We're up and coming. We've only been in, in existence since, um, since August of last year. Woo! And you look clean already, and it's just from August of last year. Let's go. And when we started, we were in 34 countries, including America. Now we're in 64 countries and have a 100% a African channel. A Let's channel go. that caters only to Ethiopians. Let's so go. So, we're, yeah, we're, we're growing, man. We're trying to make this thing planetary because the problems here in America that we face as a people are not limited to America. That part. All right? It's a planetary problem, a global problem. And yep. until we start addressing it and start unifying with these people too, right, 
then just because, you know, we might get a little, you know, a little grace here in America, then we'll have something like apartheid going on someplace else. Right. 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 So we need to deal with this thing globally. Yes. Right. So what it's going to take, man, is it's going to take like, you know, I'm just a, a, a cog in the in the solution, just one wheel in the solution. It's going to take all of us and all the things we do to to be able to support each other and show up for one another. That's the whole key. Unity. Yep. It takes. A you know, I truly believe I truly believe that if we just cared about each other, this planet would heal itself. That, that the sky would go blue, the water would turn blue, the grass would get green, the bees would come back alive. But until we stop valuing money and using people and start valuing each other, people, and start using money effectively, these conditions will not change. Those are facts. Oh, man, I definitely, you're definitely, can I, do you mind if I ask you, where are you guys, where's your base located? What, what state? We're, we're in Washington, D.C., New York, and San Antonio, Texas. So if anybody's in San Antonio, Texas, New York, or Washington, D.C., they can come, they can find you guys and get a mentorship? Uh, yep, they sure can. You can go online, just go on any social media, seven on demand, right? And we're, like I said, all this stuff is kind of new, so we don't have all the components yet online, but we're working on it, right? But you could just go on seven on demand on any social media, contact us and somebody will get right back to you. I heard that. If you want to create your own content, if you want to be a part of the solution, not just complain about the problem. Reach out to this brother. Reach out to this Kevin. Seven on demand. He told you. Can I get the tech? Can I get the tech to pull up seven on demand? The words all spelled out. Y'all heard that, guys? Seven on demand. The words all spelled out. They're gonna work on that right now. My all right, thanks, man. What made you want to start doing this? I know you said you went to college with something else. What made this idea even come into fruition in the beginning? Well, I grew up, I got a background in theater. I grew up backstage on Broadway and I spent a lot of years as being an actor and a lot of years as in behind the camera and stuff Sorry, like that. Sorry, is that, that. correct, sir? What's that? Is that correct? What's that? Is that correct on the screen? Seven on demand, are you seeing that? Um. Yeah, that's correct. All right, perfect. If we can pull it up. I, I don't see anything but the words. Yeah, but um. Yeah. at any rate, so... You know, I got a, a long history. That's the that's the website. What I'm trying to get to is like the social media and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? The YouTube, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Snapchat, and all those other ones that are not giving us the real love that they should be giving us because of who we are. But, you know, we got to deal with those mediums as well, right? So the reality is, um, as I was coming up, I was just watching something one day and I was like, why do we have all this buffoonery? You know what I mean? all this buffoonery and all this dressing up like a girl. Why do I got to dress up like a girl before you give me a shot? You know what I mean? Preach, preach. And, and um, I said, the reason why is because we don't control the images of ourselves. Somebody else controls Malcolm X's image. Somebody else controls Martin Luther King's image. Elijah Muhammad, anybody. Anybody you think of, somebody else controls the imagery that you see. You're going to go on, like, you know, Geography Channel and see a little biography by, that was made by them about us. And I was like, this has got to change. So I changed my focus from, um, and I built this company called Seven Lights Production. I changed my focus 
from just trying to be an actor on TV and was like, yo, I'm going to start. All right, here's the thing. When I went to California, I spent the whole time trying to meet people that didn't want to meet me. Hey. Okay? So every time I would go to somebody, look, man, I'm an actor. I'm trying to get on. They'd be like, yo, man, who are you, man? I step off. You know what I mean? So I was like, yo, if that is how we treat each other, that has to change. So I said, well, it's really, uh, it was Robert Townsend that told me, yo, Jamel, you know, if you're in front of the camera, man, you get paid once. You're behind the camera, you get paid every time. So I, I did that. And then I was like, you know what? Instead of being in a position where I'm trying to meet people that don't want to meet me, why don't I put myself in the position where people want to meet me and I bless them, I give them love? You know, why don't I do that? So that's what I did, man. I um I built the theater company first and uh, I gave a lot of people their start in show business, right? And then um the opportunity came for me to direct a music video and I did. And I found out that I was really good at it. And one thing led to another. So I did this movie back in 2015. It took me a couple of years because we ran out of money to really get it up and running. It really didn't get finished until 2019, right? And that's the movie that was on, on the TV at the time. And um, when I was finished, because of COVID, we couldn't do a, a premiere. Usually I do a premiere in a movie theater. I invite everybody that's in it, you know, and we do a little thing and, you know, all that good stuff. I couldn't do a premiere. So I was like, I got to find a way to be able to do a premiere. So I went to those social media platforms. And when they were all saying, showing me ways to do it, they got the majority of the money. Right. You know, they made money and I didn't, even right. though I did the movie. And um, my son came to me, you know, Jashim or DJ J7. He came to me and he was like, yo, dad. You know, we got this opportunity to be able to get a station. You know what I mean? It's going to cost X amount of dollars. I got half. And I was like, you know what, son? So do I. Let's do this. So seven on demand is a father and son thing. That's beautiful. I love to hear that's a family business. That's correct. That's not, not only are you leading, you're leading by example. Right. So it's um. So that that's how we wound up getting seven on demand. And then we did our premiere you know, on seven on demand and it turned out really great. And we've done premieres for a couple of other people, you know what I mean? And we don't rob them like, you know, like the other social media platforms do, you know what I mean? We give them the majority of the money, you know what I mean? Because we're not in it to just be able to make money. We're in it to be able to stay in business, of course, but we're in it to be able to help other people shine. You know what I mean? We've too, spent too long is with this crab in the barrel attitude where we got to pull each other down so that nobody shines more than me so that I can look like I shine. No, we all shine when we let somebody else shine. That part. That part. That part. Well, brother, I want to definitely thank you for coming on and sharing um, what you're giving to the community. I definitely want y'all to know that I'm going to be uh, working on getting my content on his platform as well. I will definitely be showing some of his films and stuff on this again. We'll be talking to him again because we're going to grow together. You know me, I love supporting families. I love supporting Black-owned businesses and I'm all about controlling the narrative. King, tell us, these people where to find you one more time. Tell them what, what okay. anything you want them to know. Um. Searchable and verifiable. You could just Google my name, J-A-M-E-L-W-A-D-E, Jamel Wade, and you'll be able to find everything that I'm involved with. But seven on demand is seven, the number seven, O-D, the letters, alphabets, O-D, seven O-D, dot net. 
right? And when you watch 7OD, you know, when you go to search 7OD.net, we'll come up and um, you can watch for free. You can watch programs, videos, comedy, drama, horror, all, all content that was made and produced by people of color around the world. Man, that is powerful and beautiful. And we thank you so much for coming on Black Voice Uncensored on the Wake Up Radio. We definitely appreciate you guys. We're going to go to commercial, and I'll be talking to you when we get back. Appreciate the opportunity. Peace. Peace, King. So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored? Shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW2. Black YouTube. Why you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just gotta move accordingly, smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them perfect people a 10-second snippet, a 15-second snippet, and make them come to OTWTube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. Because only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTWTube is where it's at. Yes. Today you got a mouthful. Today you got to see that it could be you. That it could be you as a mother, you as a grandmother, begging for hope for your child. Then you saw the actions that we're taking to make sure that we change that narrative that makes people believe that it's justifiable to do what they do to our people. See, the thing I need people to understand is that we know money makes this world go round. So yes, we need a dollar. We need a $2 for On The Wake Up Radio, for this mother, even for Seven On Demand. If we don't put our money where our mouth is, do we really have a right to complain? You put your money what you find to be important. You will do what you think is important. So is your life, is the brother and sister next to you, is our people worth it to you? I ask myself that all the time because I'm not a wealthy man. I do this out of the love of my friends. They come together. We do this together for nothing. Yet I still find time to help others. Why? Because it makes me happy and it's a blessing to me. Because at any time I could get up one day and that could be me. Yeah, throw that name up there again. Say his name. Do donate to this young man. Why? Because it could be you and you'd want people to help. I'm asking for a dollar. I'm not asking you for 20, 100. I'm asking you to tap a friend who taps a friend, and each person gives five to a dollar. And if you really got it like that, drop a grand. <laughs> you see how it jumped all the way up there, right? The point is that our community, we it takes a village. It truly does. And if we don't support each other and don't help out, then the weakest link of any chain can break the whole chain. And that's what can happen to us as a people. Mental health, especially in our community, is a problem because there's no one trying to help these young people. They are trying to criminalize them to keep the prison system going. 
Remember that I said that. They do not want to help our people. How do I know this? What example can I give you to prove that? Look at the crack academic. Those people were sick and they villainized them to even, I used to make jokes about crackheads. I used to talk shit about my own people. But yet when the opium crisis became a problem, all of a sudden now we need to give these people a second chance. We need to not put them in prison. We need to put them in hospitals. Why? Because the people affected by it didn't look like them. They looked like us. So what are we going to do for our people? Since it's clear as day, they won't do it for us. You heard this lady tell you that a small town in New Jersey and its racism and history of racism is doing everything they can to ruin a young man's life, not just because of the decisions he made, but because of the, the attack on his aunt that they want to silence. We got to do something and we have to help each other. And I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, please donate to this family. Please support Seven On Demand because until we control our narrative, we have no right to complain. As I said on my social media platform at the Real Remy Red 2, we have no right as a people at this point to be comfortable. We must fight back. I want to big up Sydney again, the queen, my everything for looking out for me, for giving us this place to speak, for giving me this chance to be able to share these messages and share these stories with you. And I need you to go to otwtube.com and support them like you support YouTube. She's giving us a place to not be censored, shadow banned, or blocked or deleted because we're speaking our truth. And if you don't understand, our children are on social media platforms right now. So we need to educate them and re-educate them to the reality of the world that they live in so they do not become victims because PTSD is real in our community. And if we don't take an actionary response and stop being reactionary, we are going to lose this battle we in because we are in a war. I don't like calling it a war because we're not fighting back. I really truly believe it's a genocide because all we are doing is dying. Out of respect for my dad, I'm in New York. After this next commercial, I'm gonna play um, Here We Go Again, which was a dedication that I made to my father. I thank you guys for tuning in. I thank you for supporting us again. Next week, I'm gonna bring a positive brother. I wanted to show him this week, I didn't have enough time. Next week, I'm gonna show a positive brother that's doing a lot for the community. I mean, he's doing amazing things. I got my big homie Cleve Report to do some editing for me. We've teamed up with Lions Den to make content for our people that we will be handing off to Seven On Demand. So I thank you guys. It takes a village. And we here at Black Voices Uncensored are going to show you with our actions what we're about. Y'all have a good night. Lord individual. On the wake up. We don't care what your religion is. We don't care what organization you belong to. We don't care how far in school you went or didn't go. We don't care what kind of job you have. We have to give you credit 
for shocking the white man by not letting him divide you and use you one against the other. In the past, the greatest weapon the white man has had has been his ability to divide and conquer. How do they do it? Divide and conquer. If I take my hand and slap you, you don't even feel it. It might sting you because these digits are separated. But all I have to do to put you back in your place is bring those digits together. <laughs> <laughs>